Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series. I am Carrie Murphy, and it is such a joy and an honor to be here with all of you. A beautiful new day and week. So welcome to our Sacred Circle and Unity community. I want to extend a bright and a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world to help me welcome Ascension Guide and Spiritual Mentor Tamei Gattuso. We're going to talk about living a life of magic and miracles and how to do that. Uh, so welcome home, beautiful souls. Know that this is your safe haven, a sacred space and a soulful sanctuary, a healing oasis for you to come to and feel like you're at home with soul family. It's my greatest intention that you feel a sense of belonging and oneness and safety and acceptance uh, and unity here in this sacred space. Uh, the energies and the qualities of cooperation, harmony, collaboration, kindness and compassion flowing here so that we actively participate in changing the collective trajectory with these loving qualities and intentions. So may today's journey with myself and Tamei uh, ignite your passion and also your capacity for creating magic and miracles while activating your unique cosmic gifts and stellar treasures. Uh, so now just sit back and relax, breathe, open, and receive. Uh, we're so grateful that you found your way here today. I do want to ask my favorite question, and that is, what is the best that could happen today? Please set a clear personal intention for what you wish to gain or feel or experience. Uh, my intention with our gathering is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into magic, into miracles, into harmonization and vitality and empowerment for all of us gathered here. You're welcome to write in. Let us know how you're feeling throughout the show if you've joined us by webcast. Uh, and we may take some live callers later. It's star two to raise your hand uh, if you've called in by phone. And now let me tell you about my beautiful co-creative partner for today, uh, Tamei Gattuso. Uh, she's been a compassionate, multidisciplinary uh, mentor uh, for over 25 years. She's been helping people uncover their soul's deepest passions and purpose. Uh, she uniquely works with each of her clients to gain clarity for their lives while expanding their innate talents and abilities uh, creatively, intuitively, and spiritually. She's a sought-after metaphysician, a transformational leader, ascension guide, and a spiritual mentor. And her greatest passion is to help people with what she calls their soul acceleration so they can powerfully and purposefully uh, synergize their strengths and their talents to manifest their dreams and fulfill their soul's highest potential. Uh, most importantly, she considers herself a humble vessel for the divine. She's a dedicated yogi, a vegetarian, an animal activist, and a nature lover. Uh, she believes that living and leading by example is her greatest strength, and this gives her a unique ability to inspire and mentor others who are seeking to do the same using a grounded, relatable approach. And today, we're talking about how to live a life of magic and miracles. This is something that I am uh, dedicated and devoted to embodying and bringing into this sacred circle and community. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, please join me in extending waves and waves of love and light and magic uh, to Tamei as I welcome her to the show. So hi, beautiful. 
Hi, Carrie. Hi, everyone. Such a pleasure to be with all of you beautiful souls from around the world today. And I always enjoy, you know, live conversations, you know, real-time energy and, uh, you know, just looking forward to what's going to unfold for each of us today. Yes, uh, waves of magic and miracles. <laughs> this is probably <laughs> one of my favorite topics, and um, yeah, yeah, this is uh, you know I've known you, and you kind of, we've known of one another for quite some time now, um, but this is your first time on on this show with me. So I want to talk to you about your journey a little bit. Has it always been magical and, and miraculous for you to make? Ah, ah, well, isn't that the, the million-dollar question? The answer is no. Um, you know, just a bit about me. You know, I grew up in the Midwest into a, a highly dysfunctional family where my imagination really was my best friend. It was, you know, my escape into a magical world of creation and, and a place that really saved me more times than, than I can count. And, you know, like so many of us, you know, on the path, I felt different and, you know, often wondered, you know, why was I born into this family that felt so deeply foreign to me and you know I like to say that I I certainly was the white sheep of the family and you know a real turning point came when as a senior in high school I was required to to do an internship with a doctor who became my mentor you know he changed my life and really became a powerful role model for me I went to college and you know, really started on my awakening journey, consuming every spiritual book I could get my hands on. And, you know, and fast forwarding, I mean, a lot happened since then, um, you know, but on 8-8 of 2010, I had a spontaneous awakening, which opened me up to a whole another level of expansion. So for the past 13 years, you know, I've really been on this hero's journey, over and over and over and over and over again. And, you know, it has been the hardest chapter of my life. It has been um, the most rewarding and confusing and <laughs> joyful, um, you know, all of those things in one day. All the ways. But now, I'm, yeah, you know, but now I can really look back to see how all of these puzzle pieces of my life, you know, have come together and, you know, and those that have yet to really appear, you know, but at least it makes some sort of sense now if you if you can understand that. Sure, I absolutely do. When you said a spontaneous awakening in 2010, do you mind sharing what happened? Well, you know, for, um, yes, I'd be happy to because, uh, you know, I think sharing our personal experiences when we're on this ascension path are really, really helpful. So mm -hmm. I, you know, on 8-8, and I, back then, I mean, I was, you know, reading spiritual books and whatnot, but I really didn't understand the stuff that I understand today, you know, multidimensionality. I just didn't really get it. So it was very terrifying for me, quite frankly. I, I thought I had a sinus infection. Um, you know, my third eye and, you know, all of those symptoms. And, you know, over the next five days, you know, starting on 8-8, it just got so intense. And, and it was really my, my third eye had completely opened and it opened faster than, you know, I now know it should have for a lot of different reasons. Um, so that was really, you know, in mm -hmm. short, Carrie, what happened and which then, you know, it was sort of like 60 channels turning on all at once and not knowing what was going on. <laughs> Thought I had a brain tumor. It was like freaking out. 
Wow. So did that set you on a different trajectory? I mean, were you were you doing um uh mentoring work or spiritual work at that time? I was not. I was, okay. you know, I was sort of in the seeking mode. I was just reading books and, you know, talking to different people and and that really catapulted me into you know, a deep cry for help. Like I didn't know what was going on and I was terrified and I needed help. And I really asked for a mentor or a guide to show up and I was actually led to a person. And so over the next few years, it was, um, you know, challenging going through that awakening process, but also deeply comforting that I had found a coach, that I had mm-hmm. found a mentor that was able to understand what I was going through. And that's the real power, the catalyst for coaching for me, you know, now that I started back in officially in 2016, because there are a lot of people who are spontaneously, you know, waking up now, mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. It's scary. We feel alone, you know, a lot of physical phenomena. And so, uh, yeah, that was, you know, power to the coach. And, and that, you know, really did start the, the real path for me. Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think having a support is so important because there are a lot of things you can feel quite alone and, and it can be scary when you're like, is anyone else feeling what I'm feeling or seeing what I'm seeing or experiencing these things? And so to have some kind of guide, coach, whatever is, is huge. I mean, it's kind of why I do this show to, so that people feel like they have a place where they don't feel completely different or isolated because sometimes they do when their family members don't understand the awakening process because they're not going through it and they feel, they can feel kind of alone. So can you describe some of the things that you went through that, that might have, um, that made you feel different or like, am I going crazy or what's happening so that maybe there are people listening that can relate and they can, they know that everything's okay. Well, mine was a very, very, quite frankly, Carrie, a very, very dark hole. Um, you know, it started off with, you know, I thought I had a brain tumor. So I literally spent time getting scans. I didn't know, um, I didn't feel in my body. I started to have, you know, severe panic attacks, um, night terrors. I felt like my, my body, um, was burning. It, and, and, you know, and again, this was my personal experience, not that everybody's going through that or, you know, to be scared of uh, of an awakening because everybody's path is, is so different. I want to be really clear about that. Um, but for me, because of my accelerated, you know, path, you know, I was sort of clearing out a lot all at the same time. You know, I had severe migraines. I had to stop working. Um, you know, I literally had had three bouts of cancer. I mean, mine was really, really wow. traumatic mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so, again, you know, every – I was sleeping 15 to 20 hours a day. I became agoraphobic. And, again, it was extreme case, mm-hmm. you know, scenario, what I went through that lasted many, many, many years. Um, but – now that I'm pulling out of that and able to kind of be in life again, you know, getting on this, you know, shows like these and talking about the, the physical phenomena, because it can be, you know, that extreme for some. And there are, are you know, gradations of that for, for people. But again, whatever 
I've gone through is not what someone else will go through and to never compare, you know, mm-hmm. our awakening experience to, to anybody else. But, but just knowing that, you know, I'll just add here, what was happening was because I woke up that quickly, the clearing process of all this past stuff that I was clearing happened really, really, really fast. And so mm-hmm. now I'm much more able to ask for ease and grace. Let's slow it down. Funny that we're talking about this because, you know, before this actually happened, Carrie, I kept saying, I'm ready. And I didn't even know why I was saying this. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Full throttle, full throttle. So I literally (laughs) created the intensity in which it came. But yeah, I learned my lesson there. (laughs) Well, and now you can help people who are, you know, going through it, you know, to whatever degree and level to do it with yes. a little more ease and grace. And um, yes. um, so when did you realize, I mean, when did it open up for you that you could be an Ascension guide and um, help people with what you call the soul acceleration and all of these things, you know, and, and being this vessel for the divine? I mean, do you consider yourself a channel now? For sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I think um, everything that I do now, I'm a conscious channel. You know, I'm a dream weaver, so I can, you know, uh, help decode dreams uh, through conversation. I can activate dormant DNA, um, you know, with sound, with just, you know, the toning of my voice. I mean, and and, you know, the list goes on and on. And and in truth, these things have always been there. Um, you know, as I've gone through the clearing process, layer by layer by layer by layer by layer by layer by layer, by layer you know, the <laughs> layers of all of it, right? And especially when we think, oh, I cleared that. Well, here comes another layer. If it's a really deep-seated pattern or an imprinting that we've been, you know, incarnated with. Um so as I've cleared this stuff, my gifts would, you know, I, I started to go, wow, I, I, I would read things that were really complex, you know, and, and I couldn't understand it. But as time went on, I thought, wow, I, I really understand that. And I could really read something and go deeper into the energy to, to see its origination of that particular thought form Mm -hmm. and so yes as i've cleared myself and continue to do so my gifts that have always been there that i'm actually you know reclaiming from these past experiences are, are all coming online now and that's happening for all of us and it looks different for everybody but we're all much more clairvoyant we all have that you know, sixth sense, our intuitive knowing is really, you know, this, this heart mind that is the foundation for magic and miracles in, in a 5D world, which is all about joy and love and peace and, you know, creation at its highest level. It is. I mean, that's stepping into that. I mean, it is all about realizing we can create whatever we choose. I mean, we are that powerful and, you know, stepping into it in a very deliberate way as more and more clearing has happened, it can become very magical and miraculous. And, uh, you know, you can, 
proclaim that for yourself each day, you know, to open up and be ready and receive, you know, evidence of that. But what does that mean to you? You know, we hear that a lot, you know, magic and miracles. And I would imagine it's a, a different perspective and perception for everyone. Um, so what is your unique understanding or definition of magic and miracles? It is really living a life on my terms as a sovereign being in a world of my own creation, making choices for myself, waking up each day, doing what I love, not only in work, but in life. You know, the the trick is, though, in, in order to really believe that that right there, there's no bypassing which is the real message, you know, here is we cannot bypass the internal work that's required before we can unravel, you know, or to, to open up to that magic and miracles way of life. You know, and I think early on, on in my journey, you know, as I started to wake up and, and grasp and search, um, it, it, I got lost, you know, we might, I think everybody's heard of the the term spiritual bypassing. You know, I got so lost in spiritual stuff. I sort of went down the rabbit hole of that and was never in my body, really didn't have a deep understanding of what the internal work was. So that was also years of that, Um, you know, until over just the past couple of years, understanding that in order to live a magic and miracle-filled life, which is really who we authentically already are, we've got to do the deep dive. There is no bypassing, and that which is is ready to release itself with, within our being, mm-hmm. it, it's there right now being triggered by the external world. So in order to live a life of, of joy and, and abundance in all forms and to really truly at a soul level believe it, we we got there's no leapfrogging. We've got to do the work. But I promise, mm-hmm. if if anyone on this call is courageous enough to just keep going, layer by layer by layer by layer by layer, and how do you know there's still stuff you're unraveling? You know, for me personally, anytime I'm triggered, anytime I'm judging, anytime I'm projecting, that tells me there's still stuff within me that I got to work on. And as I do that. <laughs> ease and grace and flow and I see love and light and which really isn't magic or miracles at all Carrie as you know it's really a return to our authentic true selves that's what that is yeah and doing so with this loving compassion because it is the the human journey is you know kind of clearing away all that we are not which is the journey and it is as you say the work the inner work um and as we do that with kindness and compassion uh it's a lot easier to flow through those waves of um of discovering you know those triggers and things like that um describe a little bit more about um the so-called inner work um just so people have a a more clear idea of perhaps what you could help them with. You know, when you're working with someone, describe some of the things that these layers of, um, of healing that people go through. So 
you know, so much of this is, is activated in our, our childhood and, and a lot of this stuff that we're not even consciously aware of, we've brought in from other incarnations. You know, every, everyone I assume is, is familiar in some way with the Akashic records. Everything that we've experienced from the, the, the beginning of time of, of our essence, you know, both shadow and light has been stored in our, our Akashic memory in the library of our life. And so, as our intention prior to this incarnation, you know, was to become, for most of us, fully ascended beings living a human experience, you know, we, we are then triggered. So let me just use an example. You know, um, any time that perhaps somebody makes me, triggers my anger or rage or sadness, or grief or something that gets my attention a judgment is a big one you know the those egoic you know judgments you know are really towards ourselves so when somebody you know is really triggering me the invitation is to go okay why why is that making me so angry? What is that energy tied to within me? Where am I repressing, you know, something within my being that's, that's being activated right now through this beautiful co-creator that's actually mm-hmm. my trigger, you know? What is this tied to? And so it's hard in, if you're in the middle of that energy to, to stop it, but as you know, I've personally progressed. I can catch myself immediately, and then I sort of step out of that and, you know, maybe go for a walk and, and really go, okay, what is this energy tied to that is showing itself to be cleared right now? And how do we clear it? We go into it, whereas before, I would bypass it. I'd get busy. I would go exercise. I would do this or that. And so, you know, that's one just very simple example of, of what, clearing you know is like and and here's the thing on this awakening journey as we're clearing you know and facing our shadow selves it requires us to let go and let go and let go of relationships of family members of old friends of jobs of homes that we've lived in stuff in our closet you know all Mm -hmm. that resonates that used to resonate with us, that old self, you know, we really have to let all of that go, Carrie. So, you know, for me, that's what the, the, the the clearing process has sort of a rinse and repeat for me on my path. (laughs) Rinse and repeat. Um, Yeah. It's interesting how, you know, I love that you brought up, you know, our environments, our relationships, you know, every time we upgrade and, and become more, purified, I guess you could say, it does require, you know, a shifting and an upgrading of our environment. And, you know, perhaps it's one of the reasons I I love moving. I move probably every year. I love the change and the expansion. And then, you know, creating a space based on my energetic frequency, you know, in the, in the, the new moment or the new stage or experience. And I think that's a really good point. And also going through our things, um, 
back in around, I think it was around 2010, I used to teach clutter clearing classes because I understood, you know, the uh, the significance of the things in our environment and how they really weighed us down or they could keep us um, from moving forward, you know. So all of those things are part of the the inner work and the outer work altogether. But um, you mentioned um, the concept of imprinting earlier, and I want to go into that a little more deeply. Um, and can you describe imprinting and what that is, first of all? So I didn't really understand it until, you know, just over the past few years that we are – there are a lot of tentacles. There are a lot of legs to to our story here, and and again, not all are tied to just this experience. That we come in to this human experience with a lot of baggage, so to speak, um, from not only our past incarnations, but you know, uh, uh, ascension. Excuse me, ancestral you know, you know, lineages as well. And, and how do we know? How do I know when there's an imprinting or, you know, a pattern running the show? And so as I reflect in my life, I'm going, okay, what do I keep repeating over and over and over? Am I attracting dysfunctional men? Am I, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. If there's something in my life that I keep repeating, that tells me that there's something going on. There's a pattern. There's an imprinting that I, I came into this experience with, and it's showing itself now to, to again, unravel itself in, in the various ways that it, it shows itself, you know, again, those triggers. So for me, that that's what imprinting looks like. It's a repeated pattern that has followed me throughout space and time. Mm-hmm. And then when you when you're working with someone and you help one another um, and you assist them in identifying this, because sometimes it's hard for someone to yeah. see when they're in the middle of it, yeah. and that's the the benefit of working with a guide or a coach or a, a mentor is they can help us see very clearly things that we can't even see because we're right in the middle of it. So once you help them identify that, then what? How do you how do you move uh, or transcend that? Well, I for me it's it's a step-by-step process. You know, it's not just a one call. Yeah, one call can really help sort of ignite and, you know, sort of put a flashlight on these you know, repressed patterns or these different, you know, things that a person or struggles that somebody's going through. But it, it does require, you know, a, a bit of time together. You know, if, if the pattern is deep, once we've identified it, it takes a bit of time to unravel it. It's sort of like us watching something over and over and over or reading the same message over and over and over. Each time we read it, the, the message you know, is 
deeper understood within our being. So, Mm -hmm. you know, again, it doesn't mean that we spend years together. You know, my intention is when I work with somebody that, you know, that first we identify, you know, what's going on? What's the real struggle? What what are these real, you know, points in your life that are are sort of in the way of of the doors opening to the next stage of your life? And and it's really a a case-by-case basis. Some people just need a couple of sessions because we are in a very, very accelerated time of rapid change. We don't need to lay on the couch, so to speak, for years like we used to have to do, you know, a long time ago. Now, in moments, in in seconds, in hours, in days, things are really shifting and a lot simultaneously. These, you know, simultaneous experiences that we are are, are going through are really clearing out, you know, again, simultaneously, which is pretty fascinating to me. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, um, you know, we've carried so much of these these programs and patterns for so long. I mean, they they become pretty ingrained expectations and beliefs. And so it's a matter of, you know, creating a new familiar upgraded belief, a new familiar upgraded expectation. And that takes time. It's like you said, the more you read something, the more it becomes ingrained in your consciousness. And and that means upgrading our communication, you know, our verbal patterns, um, our thought forms, you know, everything, our relationships so that everything is upgraded. But it can it can take a little practice. <laughs> but it's um the rewards are beautiful. It's a joyful practice because the more we practice it, the more we experience what, you know, what we're talking about today, which is magic and miracles. It's like the, the yeah. more we um, commit to our ascension and our personal um, expansion, the more magical life becomes. Because, you know what it really is, is because we claim our roles as a creator, and then it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So in, the, in terms of creating you know, a and for, life, I want you to talk about that too. Like just what does that look like when you're helping someone step into that? What does it look like, feel like? Um, share a little bit about that. Well, sure. And this is this is a really big thing. You know, back in 2006, I think most people remember when, you know, the secret came out and, you know, that you just have to do affirmations and vision boarding and whatnot. And, you know, there was a study done that followed a bunch of people who had watched the movie and done the vision boards. And only about 2% of the people actually, you know, really manifested you know, anything on the, on their boards. And, you know, again, that's multifaceted, but, you know, first and foremost, they at, at a subconscious level, right? We could go, Oh, I want, I want this. I want that. But, you know, and that's the conscious thought subconsciously is what the universe is responding to. That's the vibrational frequency yes. that we are emitting on a subconscious level that the universe is responding to. So what's going on in our life today? The life that we are living today is the evidence of the past, let's quote unquote past, vibrational emission that we have projected. Mm-hmm. And it's showing itself literally today. You know, but exactly. here's the thing. Not only, you know, the people, you know, the, those 2% of the people who actually manifested, they believed it. 
They, they literally knew at the soul level there was something deep within them that had, you know, perhaps done the work and said, I do deserve this. I am worthy. I am releasing all mm-hmm. of this, you know, illusion of I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, worthy enough to receive all of that. So that's one part of it, Carrie. But what I also like to say is a lot of what's on those vision boards, or at least in my experience, is, you know, from the ego, Mm -hmm. is that really what my soul wants to experience and manifest in this reality? And that's a big thing that I talk to my clients about. Like, is what you want what your soul really, really wants? And that takes a bit of time to to and quiet and solitude and journaling and walking in nature Mm -hmm. to really get still to go within ourselves to go what is it that I really want what does my soul want to burden this experience and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's very very different than what's on the vision board so getting really clear is the first step I mean really going within not that and I want to say listen we can manifest anything you know, we have that ability. And, you know, a lot of people who are, are great manifestors will get those things and aren't deeply fulfilled. So to live a life of magic and miracles where you can have those material things that you want, plus being deeply fulfilled within yourself, you know, for me, that's really the best of both worlds. That's going from a, a 3D lower vibrational fear-based reality into a fifth-dimensional, you know, high-vibrant, co-creative mm-hmm. experience. And I, that's, that's a life of magic and miracles where I can have it all, literally, the money, the opportunities, the joy, right. the peace, the calm, my spirit, you know, all of that. So mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. Right. Yeah, that creative inspiration. And you mentioned journaling, and I think it's, you know, a really powerful practice to, you know, to commit to on a daily basis, get in touch with your soul and your teams of light or your angels or, you know, your higher self and ask, you know, what do you want for me today or what are my next steps? And just let that flow through you. And, you know, I find that, you know, I've been a writer for many, many years, but I still journal every morning. You can't call it journaling, channeling, you know, words can be interchanged, but it's really connecting with the highest aspect of you to really get in touch with what's important and what's significant. And it really keeps you on track for the day so you're not getting um, distracted by things that don't don't really matter. And um, and I agree with everything that you said about the vision boards. I think they can be fun in terms of creative inspiration and in terms of people creating an environment that is a uh, fuel for the soul. You know, um, yeah. I had clients when I used to work with clients who would do that, but it was like maybe they wanted to find a property where they could feel more of their soul um, coming alive, yeah. you know, or something yeah. like that. But it, it all comes back to what is going to really fuel you, not not you know, a shiny car, but, you know, maybe, you know, a lake or a property or something or nature or animals or a relationship or all of those things. But it's like you said, it's a matter of what is the soul really, really wanting, uh, not the, not the, not the ego, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the work that you're doing. I think that, um, 
you know, when someone's been through all of that, it really helps them help others. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like to say there is nothing that there is literally nothing that somebody could <laughs> say to me that I have not personally experienced. And, right. and, you know, and there's so many times, Carrie, you know, even over the past few years, I thought, oh, I just, I don't know if I'm really, you know, meant to coach and mentor and do what I do. And, you know, I'll sort of just take a little pause and uh, it just comes right back around that I am a teacher. I'm a mentor. I've been through so much. And everyone on this call has a story. Everyone who's listening to the replay, you know, has been through so much and to take that to harness that experience and to to honor it and to make amends with it and to really use it as a catalyst for perhaps your spiritual work in whatever form that looks like and it doesn't necessarily have to be a big coaching business it doesn't have to be you know again that's another layer of stuff that we're you know that that's sort of out there that now we you know what's my purpose what you know, I've got to build a seven-figure business. I mean, that's just another level of ego, you know, from my perspective that, that we're unraveling as well. So, uh, you know, we're all here with very unique experiences um, that we're, you know, really helping others support through theirs. Yeah, and I love what you said. I think a lot of times people do feel that, they're, you know, they are ashamed of perhaps their experiences. And when I used to work with clients, you know, they would, you know, it's such a safe space. And when people are able to just let out, reveal, share, you know, their their very personal experiences that maybe they haven't shared before, it frees them because the energy starts moving. And, you know, it's like yourself. I mean, um heard it all, seen it all, experienced it all. And so there's nothing that, you know, can't be received, you know, in a safe space with someone. And, I, you know, watching people go from, you know, holding things inside for so long to me to sharing that with a coach or a mentor or a friend, it literally frees them up as the energy begins to move and shift. Uh, do you notice that when people are opening themselves up to you? Oh, I do. And, and I'll just say from my personal experience, I didn't realize when I had that awakening in 2010 that there was so much rage and anger and repressed trauma and emotional stuff that was creating the phenomena simultaneously. There was so right. much repressed memory, um, you know, that has since shown itself. But I, I, I just so love when somebody feels courageous enough to share their hearts in a very sacred and safe place. And you'll know, like, you know, we know when we're reading somebody's email or, you know, looking at a, a spiritual teacher's website, go with it. How does it feel? Do you, when you're reading that information, does it feel truth to you? Does your, your soul say, yes, you know, go that way. And, you know, it's really a, a self-empowerment piece that I really encourage people to trust their, their inner guidance, to know who's, who 
they feel safe enough, even if they don't know them, you know, in this human experience, you know, from a soul level, they do. And so to trust that and to trust that that person has come into your life to support you and to help create a sacred space for you to to let go, because if we don't, it does create illness in the body and disease in the body. So and, and with the intensity of the light that's flooding in now, there is no way around, you know, bypassing this stuff. It is just going to continue to get more and more and more intense. So anybody listening, if if you got a lot of physical phenomena, there's an energetic tie to that as well. And and you know, pay attention to the triggers, and and it all will come together for you. And and yeah. So to answer your question, when somebody is feels comfortable enough to share and feel safe enough, there's nothing more rewarding to than that right there. It just makes Absolutely. me feel so good. Well, yeah, it's like the gateway <laughs> to yeah. freedom and liberation opens. Open. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one I layer at a time. I just have a vision of, of Moses parting the waters. The doors have opened and we're all walking through. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I want to read some of the comments that have come in. and uh, Sure. Um, let's see here. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to the top here. Uh, Mel, uh, Mel from Portage uh, said, wow, this is exactly how I have desired to live. Um, but I don't know how to remove whatever is blocking um, my income. I decided to stop pursuing what I thought my soul wanted to be a healer and a teacher. Because if I can't manifest the only thing I desire after all these years, I decided I must be on the wrong track. Um, can you speak to this? I would be so delighted and grateful. Well, this is a big piece for so many, many, many of us, including myself, you know, in my history of, of uh, you know, money, money and the, the energy around money and being birthed into, you know, a, a planet to a, a human experience that was based in lack and and limitation, you know, that's an imprint right there is an imprint of, of, you know, what we're all in the process of unraveling. And so this is where this one, because it's such a deep pattern for so many of us now is, is I'd like to use personal examples to make it, you know, to, to really sort of hit home. So, you know, again, I grew up in a family that was very poor. I mean, the first 10 years of my life, I lived in a trailer, an 8 by 24 foot trailer with no running water or electricity. I mean, wrap your head around that with three little kids and a single mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so the imprinting of lack and that that program was so deep within me. And it has taken many, many, many years. Not that it's going to take that long for most people now, but again, it goes back to layer by layer, piece by piece. That that that's just telling myself that's a program, that's a pattern. I would live on YouTube when I didn't have any money to hire a coach. I would go to YouTube and I would do money meditations. I would read books about money, and I mean, I would just consume, you know, anything that had, you know a conversation around money and limitation. And for me, that's how I started to reprogram. And then I started to just 
any time that I, you know, I was sort of like a hoarder with money. I didn't want to let it go, but that we need flow, money in, money out, money in, money out. And so I started to just tiptoe in the water. I would, you know, go get a massage and I would just bless that money and thank that, that experience as I was spending it. And that just sort of then gently started to expand. And I would do a facial, which cost me twice as much. I mean, I personally, I do the self-care stuff. That's what I love. But, you know, for me, that's how I started to reprogram my money beliefs. And every now and then now, um, a, a deeper layer of that pattern will pop up when I want to go do something that costs a lot of money. Oh, I feel fear in my chest. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can afford that. And I sit in the energy of, of that fear and go, okay, thank you, external thing, for bringing this to surface. This is this next layer that's ready to to show itself, to be alchemized so that it can harmonize within my being. And so, mm-hmm. you know, again, I love rinse, repeat. And that that for me is how I have reprogrammed my money issues. So I would start by, you know, if you can't hire a coach, you know, get on YouTube, consume anything you can about about reprogramming your money story. And um, it doesn't matter. Our history literally does not define us. It's actually there to help us become more effective in our, our spiritual gifts, you know, in this stage of our life. So I hope that that was helpful. Now. Yeah. Absolutely, it was. Thank you. And Mel, thank you for the question. And it's so interesting how those um, money programs, you know, they, they do cause all of us to a certain degree to be fearful of of spending. And what I have learned so deeply, and, and there are layers, as you say, that you go through this, that the embodiment of um flow and generosity and knowing, you know, for me, every time I, I, um, purchase something or, you know, I see it as an opportunity for all that, for that flow to continue. I always visualize it as a circle and that flow of money or opportunity or energy, it can't keep going unless I keep doing my part. And so, I always so generously love, you know, purchasing someone, something from someone knowing that it's blessing them, it's blessing me, and then the blessings just continue to flow for everyone. Because if I don't do that and I stop in fear, that circle of energy, there's a big block there. And it's going to halt everything. And it does take practice, you know, but that embodiment of generosity is so crucial when it comes to prosperity and abundance and being in that flow. So I love everything you shared. And Mel, thank you for bringing all this up um, because I know it's something we all experience. Carrie, I want to jump in here because this is a super fun story that's right, you know, all about what we're talking about here. So probably four or five years ago, uh, there was an opportunity. I think everybody knows, um, or maybe you don't, um, uh, it's not relevant who the person is, but a, a famous person was having an event in their home outside of New York City at their summer home. This couple, both are famous, and and my business coach at the time, you know, knew these people, and they were having an event at their place. It was $5,000, and I was invited to go, and I wanted to go, but I was – talk about – 
fear. You know, I was sick. I, you know, I was going through, a, you know, my, my third round of cancer. I wasn't working. I only had a bit of money in the bank, et cetera, et cetera. But I thought, you know what, I really want to go this opportunity. And I was sort of in this energy of saying yes to life, of yes to opportunities. And I was terrified, which meant I needed to spend the money to go spend the weekend at this place. So I spent the money and I literally was so sick physically because of everything that else was happening in my life. You know, I, I was just paralyzed, but I, I went had a fabulous time, and literally the next week, my business coach ran a contest, and the prize money was five thousand dollars. I won the contest, got my five yeah. grand back. A it week got it later. came right back. Yep, it was crazy. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, oh my god, I got to share that story as often as possible. No, I love it. I've ex- I experienced that all the time, and it's just validation of the flow of energy when you trust. And I know it takes practice. I know it takes practice, but um, again, it's the embodiment of flow and generosity that is so important to just feeling abundant and experiencing more of those magic and miracles that you're talking about, because they can become a daily occurrence, you know, but I mean, I look at things and they're magical and miraculous to me just because they're simple and beautiful, like the simple things in nature or just watching that's magic. That's miracles. Those are, you know, and and like what you just shared, you know, things, it's just serendipity. It's it's all of these beautiful things that are magical um, and miraculous. So, um, and if we're, you know, Carrie, if we're not, if we're not mm-hmm. if we're if we're not courageous enough to step into the fear, that's how you break the pattern. Exactly. You cannot live a comfortable life and expect to grow and expand. It just doesn't work that way. We have to constantly be getting uncomfortable on some mm-hmm. level. You know, not that we don't have those days where, okay, time out, I just need, need a, you know, an easy day, which I ask for often, but we've right. got to step into what scares us. Those are the beautiful doors that are knocking and saying, just step into it so that you can mm-hmm. reprogram your money fears and, and whatever those relationship fears are, et cetera. Right. That's the only way to experience expansion is through change. And, you know, people, you know, people around me or family and things like that, you know, I've never understood why, you know, I move a lot or I change things or I do things. And it, it does require a lot of courage because I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I just intend for the best, but I know I'm just following what my soul is saying like let's do this okay but it's it can be scary but on the other side of that it's like wow I feel so alive I feel like wow now I'm experiencing this and I would never experience it if I were if I just stayed in this little I used to call it like a consciousness shack right because you're not allowing yourself to expand beyond the limitations of of the past or maybe your comfort zones or you know as we hear about so often, but it does require that courage. But when you do, those the the little the rooms in your consciousness mansion, you know, they they just expand yeah. and life becomes very, really rewarding and beautiful. And you know, that's what we want for everyone is to experience more and more of that. And um, 
Before we take any more questions, what I'd love to do is share with everyone the opportunity to work with you, which is uh, in your special offers. Um, to May, you have two different offers available for our community. Uh, they can be found at straighttalkforthesoul.com. Uh, click on our marketplace link, and then you will see Tamei's beautiful smiling face. What a beautiful picture of you, by the way. Um, Thank you so much. Smile. Uh, click on that picture, and you'll see these two offerings. So offer A is a 50-minute private session with you. And offer B is a 75-minute private session. So, um, this is really to help people get unstuck. I mean, it's moving that energy as we've been talking about. But what else can you share about these sessions and what's involved? You know, so first I'll say, um, yes, they're 15 minutes, and I do offer a follow-up email normally, you know, a day or two after, you know, questions and, and whatnot come up. Um, we can certainly uh, address those in a follow-up email, and I do offer a recording. Um, I'm more probably about 60 minutes by the time, you know, so I like to, you know, stay with that person as long as I'm, I'm guided to, you know, so really anything, and I know it's very broad, but perhaps, you know, what is my sole purpose? What is my, my mission? What is my higher self, you know, wanting to share that's, that's relevant to me at this point in time? You know, what, where are my blocks and, you know, shadow work? You know, perhaps, you know, I've, I've helped people connect with loved ones who've passed who are really struggling to get over, you know, the loss of, of, you know, a, a loved one, you know, a past life experience. How is that relevant to, to what you're going through now? Are there karmic clearings or soul contracts that, that need severed and, and cleared? You know, um, you know, maybe, you know, career or relationship or health. So I feel like now, you know, my gifts have expanded in so many different ways. Um, you know, perhaps dreams, you know, what are your, your dreams are speaking to you in a profound way and trying to, to show you where you're at, you know, vibrationally and also simultaneously what's holding you back from really becoming the highest version of yourself. So there's an array of, of, you know, things that we can cover. And I, again, I just set the sacred space and allow your ascension, your light team, your ascension team, your higher selves, you know, with an S, you know, whatever language you prefer to just use me as a vessel. So I do my best to just get Tame out of the way so that there is a very clear channel for, for what's in your highest good to flow through in that session. And I can certainly record that, you know, if, if you'd like. There are also three bonuses. Um, the first one is a dreams, dream codes activation, transmission, and a meditation. Uh, the second one is a DNA activation and a karmic clearing meditation. Uh, the third one is a live workshop recording um, called What's Keeping You from Manifesting Your Heart's Desire. So that's something they can start with right away. Um, 100%. Yeah. 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 100%. You know, 
the dreams code activations, mm -hmm. um, the DNA activation, the karmic clearing, those are so powerful and really can be listened to, you know, as often as you like. I do recommend, you know, taking a few days in between, you know, each recording if you want to listen to it over because they are very powerful transmissions and, and it requires, you know, a bit of time for your fields with an S to alchemize and, and harmonize with the, the codes and the, it's literally, it's literally like a key, I see like a key inserting into your DNA, into your cellular memory to unlock, you know, what you already know. So, you know, that's the, the power of, of these beautiful transmissions and meditation. They really, you know, are available to you immediately. Mm -hmm. So offer A is the 50-minute session, which, as you said, may end up being a little longer. And then they uh, offer B is a 75-minute, but both of them have all of those three bonuses um, uh, along with them. And, of course, as with every offer that we present here, you have the option to pay these over three months uh, if that is helpful for you. And um so thank you for creating these, uh, Kamei, and it's uh, a wonderful opportunity for people to experience more and more freedom, more and more liberation, more and more empowerment, and magic and miracles. <laughs> and yeah. I love the dream part. It's been interesting because um, – I've been guided to really embody more and more grace, and, and I've always worked with this frequency of grace for many years, but um, I was guided in, in meditation a while back, probably a month ago, to really bring forth um, grace in relationships, you know, and, and forgiveness, you know, so it's, it's offering and extending that to others who have hurt or harmed me intentionally or unintentionally, and then offering myself grace for those who I have harmed intentionally or unintentionally in this lifetime or any other. And I've been doing that daily and in a deeper way because you feel like you've done this, right, when you've been on this journey for a long time. But it's like there are larger layers of this. And it's been interesting because as I've been doing that and extending and receiving grace, I'll have these dreams with individuals that I had forgotten about um, throughout my lifetime where there's like a, a reunion of love and grace in the dream. So that's been really interesting. So even if I don't even know where that individual is in the world, um, we're reuniting in dream state and, and the grace is happening. You know, it's so fascinating that you said that because over probably the last three or four months, every guy I've ever dated has been in my dreams. I mean, I'm talking from like junior high on and it was, it's been, I haven't thought of these guys for, you know, 40 years, but it's mm -hmm. been so fascinating that they're showing up in my dreams to so that we can sort of clear any yes. unresolved subconscious stuff. And it's been exactly. a, a – dreams are so powerful, so, 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 so powerful um, that I, I highly recommend if, if there's anybody who's really into dreams to, you know, if it's beneficial to put a little journal. If you wake up in the middle of the night to just jot down what the dreams are. Um, fascinating. What It'll tell you what's going on, what's clearing out subconsciously consciously where are you stuck a lot of people have a lot of scary dreams i'm falling i'm out of control that's also sharing
sharing information about what's happening to you, you know, in your awake life that, and showing you the blocks and things that do need some, some clearing. So very, very Absolutely. powerful, you know, support that we're getting on all levels. Yeah, dreams are not to be ignored or um, undervalued for the messages that they bring and and really identifying and clarifying, you know, also just where the fears are, you know, the, you know, they're very symbolic, of course, but they can really reveal um, what's going on subconsciously with us. So you can really help with that as well. In terms of the DNA activation, you know, we talk about that here quite a bit. Um, and people offer that in different ways. For you personally, mm-hmm. um, how do you personally offer your DNA activations? Or are they crystalline? Or how do you? How would you describe yours? So it's actually through. So I'm in. A, let's just say I'm in a session with somebody, and I'm creating this beautiful. I see it as a pillar of light from, you know, we're sort of entangled in this pillar of light and through the language that I'm using through the toning of my voice, it's actually happening by default. So there's, Mm -hmm. I, I do my best just to show up and allow it to come in and keep myself out of it. And again, it makes, just come through, um, you know, the conversation and the, or the way that I language particular things. It's really just allowing that space for the higher self to do its work without Tame doing anything. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I, I don't know, and that's very um, intentional. I, I want to keep me out of it, and I just want to create that safe space for what needs to happen at the level in which it needs to happen for that person to happen organically. And, and um, you know, what's to follow? What does that mean when the DNA is activated? It's sort of the example I gave earlier when when we start to understand spiritual concepts a little deeper, when we, you know, are able to live a more conscious and intentional life or waking up when – when we begin to automatic write when we didn't really understand what that was, that that cellular memory has been unlocked or the DNA, the dormant DNA has been activated so that your skills and your talents and your understandings, you, you simply returning to yourself can happen, you know, in a very beautiful, grace-filled way. I love that word, grace. Me too. Yeah, it is sort of a an indication of DNA activating when, you know, these gifts come online and they come alive and yeah. you're drawn to go do, um, you know, something that, you know, you hadn't done before. Um, yeah. I had a friend yesterday tell me all of a sudden she wants to go take, you know, learn from a new a painter. And, you know, all these things come online as your DNA gets activated. And, uh yeah, just see that as an indication that things are are uh, clearing and purifying and and activating for you. Are you um are you someone that can see things like that? Um Yes. Mm-hmm. You can. Okay. What does yes. that look like mm-hmm. for you? It looks like light. It looks for me it's just a lot of light. Sometimes it shows itself 
in the the auric field a particular person sometimes it's a a thought picture so it's different for everyone it's hard to to put into words what that what that's like it's it's a thought picture which is again a hard way to explain it but um it's an entanglement it's a lot of times in a spiral motion there's like the core of the spiral and it's it's expanding outwards. I'm sorry, Carrie. It's a, it's difficult to, <laughs> yeah. to language right. that. <laughs> right. right. But if you're in a session with someone and you're doing a DNA yeah. activation or something, so you can um, see, I guess, through your third eye, you know, kind of some of these things occurring and taking place. Um, yes. And, and I try to be very um, verbal. I just, share what's coming through if they're if if their team is showing me that this particular dormant dna that has been shut down from a particular life experience say atlantis Mm -hmm. or you know or egypt it'll i'll be shown a, a picture of that person in that timeline you know and that key sort of literally unlocking the memory, feeling safe enough to unlock that memory that was shut down way back then because of some trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's really sort of a life flashing before my eyes, what's relevant. The, the, the awakened DNA is usually tied to something that was shut down in the history of that person. Um, so right. that's how it usually works. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I usually see the time of Jesus, Egypt, Atlantis, you know, a lot of, um, you know, uh, from the, um, uh, I was going to say the golden ages, I'm um, from L- Lemuria. I'm able mm-hmm. to see, you know, somebody's original, you know, their original incarnation, even though that was in, in etheric form. Um, so again, it's just everybody's so different and it's usually tied to something in their past that is awakening now. And it's, that's the exciting mm-hmm. part of the DNA reawakening. You know, uh, right. is that we are really awakening to these gifts that we have had all along, but are now mm-hmm. coming back online. That's the magic yes. and miracles. And I say it's really not magic and miracles. It's just <laughs> you returning to the original you. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like it's turning the lights back on, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, as I've been decorating for the holidays, it's so fun every morning because I'm all about the lights. I pretty much do it throughout the year in different ways, but plugging them in is, is, is very symbolic every morning. And I have them all over the house, uh, of kind of turning us back on, you know, yes. reigniting who we really are, all those parts of us that were shut down and, um, just reignite them. And I think that, you know, we can intend for that every day. And, you know, that's why, you know, and getting support, you know, um, having done this for so many years, there were so many people I worked with over the years since my near-death experience in 1997 that supported me with further clearing and awakening and activating and all of those things. And like you said, life becomes more magical and, and miraculous, but it's really just because we've cleared away the things that, you know, we're blocking <laughs> what that yeah. was. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what you've done. I mean, you think about everything you've shared with us today, 
you know, yeah. I guess it was in 2010, and here we are almost in 2023, over this last yeah. 13 years, you know, your DNA has activated, your gifts and abilities have expanded and expanded and come to life um, because of your dedication and devotion to your purification and yes. and all of that. So what are the most recent gifts that have um, come alive for you? I would say um, my ability to, you know, connect with persons who have passed. That was mm-hmm. something I hadn't been able to do before, which is pretty fun and fascinating and, and so rewarding. I mean, it's, it's you know, this. I used to be a bit timid, you know, early on, and, and anybody who sort of knew if you are a coach or a healer or whatever, when you first start, you know, these things in a session would, you know, somebody would show up, and I was a little nervous. I didn't trust what I was being shown or what I was hearing or what I was mm-hmm. seeing, and so I was a bit timid. But now, you know, because I'm so, I just say, you know what, I'm just going to, open up and what comes through comes through so i would definitely say say connecting with loved ones uh, my my clairvoyance of seeing you know past present future um, mm-hmm. is definitely expanding uh, my dream analysis uh, is really getting more you know really really tight if is the proper word it's really um been a fun I love I it's love it's like putting a, a puzzle piece together it's super fun I really enjoy the dream work um mm-hmm. you know I think um it's just more of that and in a, in a bigger more expanded way yeah mm-hmm. well thank you for that and you know I can feel it and I love listening to everything that you're sharing and I feel like people can relate you know and it's yeah, hopefully it's inspiring those of you listening to, you know, want to open up even more. And, um, you know, there are quite a few people who've written in about, um, kind of what Mel was talking about, about not, you know, kind of questioning their soul mission because they haven't been able to step into it fully. And she had written back in a little while ago and said, um, uh, I do my healing and it's very successful when I offer or automatically heal another person in my presence. But when I charge for it, it changes everything. Um, so she said it's very powerful what you shared about money with us. So bless you. I claimed much wisdom. But, you know, I see a few other messages that are kind of similar to that, you know, where a lot of the healers and, and, and teachers and, you know, have, have, a struggle with charging and um, how they can heal someone in their presence like she just shared. But then when they try to say, you know, um, what can you share about that? Because I'm sure you've been through that. I went through that as a coach as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is deeply tied to multiple, you know, past life experiences Mm -hmm. of servitude you know, of service to God, and you're going to be live in poverty and chastity. And so this, this imprint is so deep within so many of us who are on the path, who are healers and spiritual teachers. You know, this is, if this is also one that I still at times catch myself going, well, maybe I'll just do donation only coaching because of the service piece being such a beautiful, rewarding thing, but 
it's time for us, you know, so just that would be an example of, you know, some of you who are listening going, oh, yeah, I get that. That would be a, an example of your DNA being ignited. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I, I, I've I, given so much away, and it feels so right to do that. But this lifetime where we really need to reclaim, you know, these aspects of self from that mindset to go, listen, what I do is valuable, and, and it's an energy exchange. I think taking mm-hmm. the more money out of it, it's a money, it's an energetic exchange. I gift you this, my services in exchange. You're, you're paying for the service. That's, that's flow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a little, when I've, you know, coached people who have been coaches, you know, to start charging, you know, start small, $97 a session, you know, for for an hour session seems to be a good sort of price point for people to go, okay, well, that, I can do that. And then after, you know, three to five people, you know, bump your prices up to maybe 125 150 a session, you know, and, and, and it, yeah, there's a little bit of stretch, and we talked about getting a bit uncomfortable, and that's just a very gentle way if you're, you know, in service, you know, in that way. Um, but it's also tied to, again, the imprinting, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, I'm not deserving enough. So there are more and more layers. If you're still struggling to charge for your services, what that's the the reflection that's the trigger is saying there's more stuff there within me there's more work i need to do about you know my worthiness and feeling deserving and that might be around mom and dad saying you're no good or abandonment there's many tentacles to all of that so those would be just a couple of examples you know of how yeah. to 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 pull out of that yeah, I mean, just recognizing the energy exchange is the most empowering part of that. As you were talking, you know, you can visualize, you know, and I do that, you know, when, when we're talking about that flow, when you can visualize, you know, perhaps the the infinity sign or the number eight kind of flowing between you and an individual and that energy just flowing and exchanging in that infinity sign. It's, it's the same, you know, it's just energy and, um, and you want to keep that flowing because if you're only, you know, if, if it's only going halfway <laughs> because yeah. one person's giving, you know, I mean, it, it, there has to be a flow, um, a pure, complete exchange, and that goes with everything, whether it's in our vocation and in our service work, um, to in our daily lives and in terms of, um, you know, just purchasing things or buying things or doing things. It's, there has to be that, and I'm doing it with my hands right now, just that flow, that figure eight, that infinity sign. And to see it continually flowing. And then as you do that, I saw this visual of that infinity sign expanding. You know what I mean? Because you're you're creating more space. You know what I mean? So there's more energy to share, more energy to receive. And that just can continue to widen and broaden um, energetically. So um, Well, and, you know, Carrie, this is also, um, you know, there are a lot of takers out there. A lot of takers, and and I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. It's it's really just, you know, those who are in fear around money. 
you know, it's, it's a big, 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 big thing for a lot of people. So if you're giving your services and undercharging or, you know, not charging enough, this really is a, a gift to you to step into your boundaries and self-empowerment, to really let go of those people who are not willing to pay for your services. They're not in alignment with you anyways energetically. And to to trust this has got a lot of, you know, growth and, and learning opportunity here. If somebody doesn't want to pay for my services, then they're not a vibrational match to what I'm offering. And I'm not going to lower my mm-hmm. price to accommodate them because I wouldn't, I would be, you know, giving my power away to that. And that's not what I do. So, you know, that would be, you know, a really important thing to to do. And and if you don't have any clients, then, then so be it. Find another way to earn a bit of money as you're doing your inner work and, and start, you know, charging, you know, again, $97 or whatever is appropriate to you to get your foot in the door. And those people who honor you will gladly pay that. And it's going to feel really good. It's going to feel really good that exchange. Yeah. Yes. There's just that generosity flowing between both. Um, yeah. You know, and that's really important. It's interesting, you know, how this kind of shifted into this conversation. I think that it's uh, it's important. <laughs> it's yeah. important. Um, yeah. Quite a few people are writing in about it. I'm going to go to the top here. Sara. Um, yeah, she said, yeah, that's huge for me. Not getting paid for the healing work that I'm doing, trying to get paid for my energy exchange has been daunting and working on my boundaries because people feel they can go to clergy for advice for free, even though I'm not their synagogue rabbi. Oh, that's right. Sorry, you're rabbi. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 A lot of people um, struggle. And just, you know, what I just want to say is just, it's okay. You know, we beat ourselves up around this. Well, you know what? Everyone who's who's feeling this has lived many, many lives in servitude with an, a beautiful, open heart of serving God in, in whatever way that was for each of us. And, and we did it willingly. But this life experience is now about reclaiming all aspects from all timelines to to become a fully embodied ascended master in this human experience. And that means, you know, making amends with the money piece in in relation to our service work. And what I wanted to add, Carrie, um, for those people who you mentioned your friend who decided she wanted to start a painting class, you know, this is what's happening as people are waking up, you know, and, and their gifts are expanding. Maybe you're drawn to do something new like that. Well, this is really where you can actually earn money doing that. You know, people yes. are really mm-hmm. stuck in this whole coaching healing, you know, model that's uh, actually creating another whole program within the spiritual communities. So I like to say, what is it that you really, really, really love doing? Yoga, you know, anything that you're, you really enjoy, there is a way at some point for you to make money from that and that actually be your gift your mission, mm-hmm. your your soul work here in this new, you know, new age of expansion. And so Yes. It, that would light your soul it, up and that you would that's yes. Right. 
Um, thank you for that's bringing magic, that up. <laughs> yeah, that's a life of magic and miracles. If it doesn't feel good, if it's not easy, if it's not in the flow, why are we pushing so hard to make that happen when we've outgrown it? And that's not our path anyways. Mm-hmm. So pay attention to those little nudgings. You know, yes. like you said, if it's go to a, go try yoga, even if you've never tried it or go take a painting class or whatever it is that you, you get that little inspiration, don't ignore yes. it, follow it. Yes. Because like you said, you know, it may be transitioning you into a new pathway for that yes. will kind of 100%. light your soul up. Um, and uh, yes. what a, what a beautiful conversation with you. Um, I loved yeah. having you so here. Much, Jerry. So, so much gosh, fun. I loved it so much. Thanks for all the <laughs> Me questions. Too. I know we didn't get to a bunch, but hopefully that what we talked about really supported a lot of people, Carrie. Yeah, I see from the, the comments coming in, yes, and we've had quite a few people with us. And uh, so thank you all for being with us. And, uh, Tame, any uh, any final words or message that you want to leave this beautiful community with? You know, just to relax, have fun. We are so serious on this awakening journey that we forget to live the human experience that it's really about waking up and finding the joy and the love and what lights you up every day, what brings your heart joy and happiness. And, and to, you know, yes, we're doing the deep dive. We're doing the inner work. But to be all-consuming of it, like I have been for 13 years, it's time to just live and to allow source to guide the way because I promise everything that is to happen and is to be, it's already done, 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 done. And if we will follow those intuitive nudges, as you mentioned, Carrie, and if we follow what feels good and if we let go of what doesn't, our path will unfold gracefully and joyfully and magically, and it will just become a way of life. Mm-hmm. It really, really will be. And so just to, to relax a little bit and not to take it all so seriously like we all have a tendency to do. Yes. Such a good point. I mean, as silly as it sounds, I always intend everything is just easy breezy. Everything is yeah. easy breezy. Yeah. Um, that way, you know, just to keep things simple and in the flow yeah. and keeps the resistance kind of just at bay. And uh, so yeah. thank you so much for everything that you shared with us and just for our time together. I really, really loved it. And uh, maybe you'll come back and play here again. Um, It'll be super fun. I love it, Carrie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, my dear, and to everyone who's joined us or who will join us. Thank you for the gift of your your time, your readiness, your love, your openness, and your presence today. We appreciate you and hope that you receive the insights, the awarenesses, the opportunities. Um, just the information and the guidance that is most beneficial for you at this time. Uh, Please consider the beautiful offerings available to you to take this journey a step further or many steps um, further. Um, And just thank you for joining us on this soulful 
wonderful adventure today. I am sending waves and waves of love and light and joy from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and then offer it to those you encounter today um, or tonight, wherever you are in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and of course, own that amazing, powerful, unique glow of yours. Uh, take flight, beautiful, beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here in this playground of light tomorrow. Uh, bye, everyone.